Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to... One more time, I didn't click record. (laughs) Sorry. This is our fifth time, but that's all right because you will be welcomed sooner or later and take six or seven or eight or nine. Can we do one more? Thank you. Okay, I'm ready. Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to encourage and empower people in motion, specifically educators and parents as they travel around the world. On The Drive, we navigate challenging questions in work, life, and all the in-between. We definitely don't have all the answers, but we're excited to explore and share the answers we discover during the ride. Come join us on The Drive. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Hello, 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 everyone. How y'all doing out there? It's your girl, your auntie, your sister, your bestie, Melissa Don. Hey, drivers. It's Adrian. And today is our first episode. We are so excited to have you here with us. Melissa and I have both been on some amazing journeys. Um, over this last year, we've had so many great conversations together. And Initially, we knew we wanted to do something together. We weren't exactly sure what, but we knew that we wanted to work together. And then as the pandemic hit, me personally, I started like diving into podcasts. Why? I don't know. But as I listened, I realized this is what I think me and Melissa should be doing. So I came to Sister Friend and said, hey, I think we have some interesting things we can talk about. And when I say we were both supercharged, I was really excited. Um, And I thought what was really particular about the conversations we could have is that we both lived in four different countries, which is ironically, it's just very ironic how many people live in four different countries and then become sister friends with somebody who did. We both taught abroad. We've both been leaders abroad, but our roots are very American. And so these are things that we have very much in common. But on the flip side, we're really different. I'm a millennial from the suburbs of Detroit, and I began my began being an expat at five. Melissa, she's 44, level four, and grew up in a small town in Kentucky, and more recently began being an expat. These unique similarities and differences have fostered something really amazing and great conversations and learning opportunities with each other that we wanted to have a chance to share with you. And so for me, I was like, hmm, I need to do something. And Wanda Sykes said, if you fear there's something you that you're supposed to be doing, if you have a passion for it, then stop wishing and just do it. And I feel like the drive, Melissa, was us just doing it. Listen, drivers, one of the things you're going to love about our sister friend, our co-creator, our ride or drive, Adrian, is she is going to let you know the 411. She is definitely going to encourage you and inspire you every podcast just to help you understand that we are with you even in the midst of those ups and downs because life on the road is full of bumps, but you will definitely get over the hump. So be encouraged and just know that your girl, Adrian. And I, your sister, your auntie, your rider drivers, we are with you. (laughs) Welcome to a new podcast, okay, where we don't have symbols that says, what you say, girl? 
I'm motioning to Adrian because we can see each other. She's like, girl, what are these symbols? What you say, sis? What was that question? <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. Listen, y'all, listen. And we are here today to talk about transition drivers. I know y'all out there. I know y'all hear us. This transition mm. is giving us everything from happy to sad to scared. What about you, Adrian? How are you feeling about the word transition? I mean, the word transition feels like a mouthful for me right now. It is exactly what you say. It's a bit of everything. It's that roller coaster. So like if I had to say a vehicle, transition is a roller coaster vehicle. It is that one where it goes upside down sometimes, straight side to side and all in between. But when you get off, you're still in, you were happy you got on. So listen, drivers, if you're new to the podcast, I want you all to know that we always start our episode trying to figure out what are we driving. And so when Adrienne is talking about transitions, she is talking about a roller coaster in her mind. I feel like I'm in a moving truck. I have things packed and ready to go. Okay. I have too much stuff in the back and I have really been working through, do I need a moving truck to transition? So, you know, our question of the day is what are three important things or what are important things in general to remember during a transition? For me, one of the first things that comes to mind is patience. I feel like you have to pack a lot of patience. And I'll go back to my roller coaster analogy, because, you know, when you go to the roller coaster part, yeah, I'm, I'm dating myself saying roller coaster part, but going to the roller coaster part, they have those long lines, you know, hours, you know, you pass the sign. You know, if you're at this point, you still have two hours to wait. And if you're at this point, it's 45 minutes to wait. And I feel like transition is about being patient and being okay and just saying, being able to take some deep breaths with patience. So one of the first words that comes to my mind is patience. How about you? For me, I'll give you a story to uh, kind of describe something that's important to me. I remember one time when I was transitioning from yet another country, actually transitioning from Qatar to Morocco. And for sure, I agree with Adrian in terms of patience. I really had to develop a lot of patience during the transition process. And I also developed another skill. Let me tell you all the story. So I'm in Morocco, just got off the airplane. It is hot. I am looking around. Of course, they speak French and Arabic. I, take, I took French for five years, but I'm still lost. And so I'm standing outside. Luckily, I had an incredible employer and he had a driver out waiting for me. It was going to be a three-hour drive from Casablanca to where I lived in the mountains of Morocco. And so I got off the airplane so relieved, hot and relieved that I saw the driver, threw my three bags in the back of his car and settled in for a wonderful nonverbal because he spoke very little English and I spoke literally no French after taking it for five years. Three hour drive back. I 
got to my apartment. He literally put my bags on the side of the curve. So I took my bags up. And when I opened up the door, of course, I was so super excited to be able to feel some cool breeze, but I didn't feel the cool breeze. I still felt like I was outside, even though I had walked into my apartment. And so I proceeded to look around for the air conditioner. And when I thought I had saw a contraption that looked like an air conditioner, Adrian and drivers, I text my, my boss and said, is this the air conditioner? I could not figure out how to get this air conditioner on. Well, come to find out, he said no, (laughs) because that was not the air conditioner. That was the heater because in the mountains in Morocco, they don't have air conditioner. So for me, I instantly had to be flexible for sure and adaptable. So not only did I have to practice patience, but for me, Adrian, it's about flexibility and adaptability during a transition because the things that you think you know, you don't know during a transition. And the things you don't know reveal themselves quickly. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I went on to find um, two fans and um, therefore cooled myself off a couple of days later. Actually, when you're talking about that, it made me think of like what my next one was, which was about being open minded. And it definitely was not easy, uh, particularly when I went to Qatar. And mind you, before moving to Qatar um, as a kid, I don't know if I've ever even told you this, Melissa, but as a kid, I lived in Germany. So I was actually an expat child. Um, And then in college, I did three months in South Africa. So when I moved to Qatar, it was not my first venture out of the country, but it still pushed me a lot. And I really learned that you have to really be open-minded. And one thing that, like, so being in Qatar, I was just like, well, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, I feel like I was kind of dumped. And I had a similar experience in Qatar, except my first day in Qatar, they put us in um, a room and an apartment, I should say room, an apartment. And we had the air conditioner going. Like I figured it out. I was like, oh, great. And then literally in the middle of the desert, in the middle of the summer, all the power in the building just went out. Like, I mean, out. Wow. And we didn't have anything in the apartment. I had been there a couple hours. But, um, and I was just like there, just in the heat. And I was like, you know what? I just have to be open to what life is going to throw me. And because right now, it's going to throw me a whole lot of stuff. I don't know what it is, but just be open to kind of embracing what that is and that it looks different and it may not be how you plan. And that's helped me both in Qatar, in China, as now I'm preparing to go to Kuwait. Um, I feel like just being kind of like open to what life is going to put in front of you. Definitely being open to what life is going to put in front of me would have helped me in that moment, Adrian, because for me, I was just dealing with culture and changing culture. But you actually dealt with challenges and problems in addition to the culture, like to have something break down on you in the middle of a transition. It takes a lot of openness to say, "Okay, don't have a breakdown like did you initially have to fight off those thoughts of, oh, I'm about to start crying. I'm about to have a breakdown. Or did you immediately kind of transition into, I'm open to what life is going to bring in this moment. And right now it's bringing me heat. <laughs> uh, I honestly think I laughed. I was like, 
Okay, I ain't even unpacked my bag yet. <laughs> I got electricity. What have I got myself into? And wow. I'm a crier. I, I am a crier. Um, I got it honestly. My mom is a crier. Um, yeah, but I, I couldn't even cry. I was just like, what the? What, 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 really? Like, am I really <laughs> in my apartment with my bags not unpacked? And not only is the air conditioner not on, but nothing is on, like the whole building. And it wasn't like it was my apartment. And I, I'm Melissa, what I say, I wasn't even there an hour. I mean, maybe I was there an hour and that was it. I just got on the bed and I just opened up. I looked like I was making a snowman on that bed. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? It is what it is. Um, and actually my first place in Qatar actually had a roommate. And so my roommate wasn't even there yet. And I was just laid out like, come what may. <laughs> it's hot. So I don't want to walk around. So I'm just, I'm just going to lay like a little uh, snowflake on this bed. <laughs> How about snow that? Angel. How about that? So I love the fact that you were even thinking cool thoughts. You were open and thinking cool thoughts. You're like, listen, if I'm going to be in the heat, let me be a snow angel. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, you know, Adrian, I have a clip for us because I've been really thinking about this idea of transition as uh, many educators are transitioning today. And as you know, our world is going through a transition from the pandemic and social injustice and transitioning to education in a new way. I actually was thinking about transition and how do you overcome problems and challenges to transition effectively. And so I wanted you to hear this clip. It is an incredible story of a photographer who decided to jump in his truck. Let's listen to this clip, everyone. Here we go. The more perfect union aims to show that what unites us as Americans is far greater than what divides us. This morning, we introduce you to photographer Brian Bowen Smith. That's a cool name. Like so many artists and entrepreneurs, his business just dried up when the coronavirus hit. So that's when he decided to hit the road in his vintage truck to document a country under quarantine. So along the way, he photographed the famous names you know. There's So let me give you a quick little interjection before we hear more from this clip. He is a photographer who decided during the middle of a transition that the world is going through to be open, as she said. So let's listen to what he has to say. I traveled over 11,000 miles across the United States of America in my Ford F-100 documenting what's going on during this COVID crisis. Good. And you were driving across the country, what does America look like during a quarantine? Beautiful. But on the other hand, I was seeing it empty with no one walking around per se. I was seeing it in a sad time as well with all these restaurants and the hardware store all boarded up. It broke my heart. I would see these uplifting signs as well. Yes. We took a lot of pictures of the smiling faces. There was a family in that pickup truck. The dad is holding his gun up front, and the mom's got the little baby in the back. Almost everyone that I shot was so happy to see me. It did bring joy. So, Adrian, we have an amazing driver out there, a photographer who is driving around and using his time in motion to capture 
our life during a pandemic. He went from the East Coast to the West Coast. What are your thoughts on that clip? I thought it was interesting um, that somebody was able to kind of like redirect or, you know, reimagine, you know, their career, you know, because that's his profession. That's not just like, oh, I take pictures like this is what he does and kind of reimagine it. Because I feel like for some people during the pandemic and even at moments for myself, it kind of was more like uh, you look at it as a hindrance versus looking at it as an opportunity. And it seems like he really took that and said, hey, let me make an opportunity that is not going to come along again, right? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. Can we give a hand clap on that? Listen. <laughs> Uh, goodbye, goodbye pandemic Goodbye Rona Goodbye Coco Goodbye all the other nicknames Goodbye, right, thank right. you for coming And we will clap you right on out Right, so hopefully This is not something we're going through again And kind of Using that as a motivation To say, okay, let me take advantage Of this kind of once in a lifetime Opportunity yeah, so I, thought, I think I that, that was pretty cool. I think that was a really interesting clip that made me um, think about your comment to openness, you know, but I also really heard you say that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, that we have to be mindful that some things that are transitional are also once in a lifetime. You know, for example, transitioning from single to married once in a lifetime, hopefully transitioning from one country to another country or from one career to another career or transitioning from um, not having to being with child, transitioning from not having any finances to being a multimillionaire, okay? So like you said, there are some of these once in a lifetime transitions, be it good or bad, it can all work together for greater good. Metaphorically speaking, this podcast is a borrowed vehicle for me. It's a borrowed virtual vehicle, an opportunity to move with our drivers, our tribe to and from work, navigating life, asking questions and learning to receive the answers with grace. So even I love that. I love that, Melissa. Like you have a knack. And this is one thing I love of like adding just this little bit that kind of puts the sauce on top. You always have the good sauce to go on top. That's all I'm saying. I hear you because, listen, right now, Rona's not giving us anything good, okay? So anything with some saucy, spicy deliciousness on top, I'm here for it, okay? And sometimes you don't have to worry because I do have food that literally needs a little sauce, okay? And I listen, speaking of sauce, guys, if you have not had Chick-fil-A's up, oh, this is not a commercial yet because it's our first episode, but please know we are saying that one day we will be able to say Chick-fil-A as a commercial. But listen, if you have not had Chick-fil-A sauce, you guys, now they sell it in the bundle. Okay. You can bundle wait, that wait, thing. Wait, 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 where is it? Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Where do I find this Chick-fil-A sauce? Okay. Listen, the drive through has Chick-fil-A sauce. In bundles. That's what I call it. You know those little packages that make you mad that you have to ask for five of them? Don't worry about that no more, guys, because Chick-fil-A has bundled the sauces. You can just get one, and there you have it. 
Yes, ma'am. Chick-fil-A sauce. So listen, I don't mind being a little saucy, okay? Because sometimes people go to Chick-fil-A just for the sauce. Because I know I have. So speaking of driving and eating some good food, Adrian, I have a wonderful food for thought clip. And I wanted to know what you thought of the clip with all of this transition that's going on with everything happening in our life. I think that it's important to listen to people that have made some powerful transitions in their life and successfully came out on the other end. So I want you to check out this clip and see what you think. Like I said before, I don't have any easy answers for you, but I do have some lessons I want to share about how to move forward in these tumultuous times. The first is this. Life will always be uncertain. It is a lesson that most of us get the chance to learn over the course of years and years, even decades, but one that you're learning right now. This is a time in your life when it feels like everything is turned upside down. And perhaps you're wishing that things could just go back to the way they were. Look, I've been there many times in my life. I felt it most profoundly when my father and my best friend died within a year of each other. I was in my late 20s. Oh, and it felt like my whole world was collapsing in on itself. I would have given anything, anything to bring them back. But that experience gave me a kind of clarity. With everything in pieces around me, I I had to forge a new path. A path fortunately more focused on meaning and service. So graduates, I hope that what you're going through right now can be your wake-up call. That it pushes you. You know, Adrian, what I love, love, love about this clip is we're recognizing that as educators, we're about to transition into something that is truly unprecedented. A first year of education during COVID-19. And as we begin this new process, we've gone through these educational transitions. And I wanted to bring to the forefront this food for thought from Lady Michelle Obama regarding how to effectively transition, not just through the good times of celebrating our graduates that have transitioned and are ready to go off to college or ready to start the new careers or graduating from kindergarten and ready to go to first grade. But for me, I really, really enjoyed hearing that this is a moment for her of clarity that even though she had some challenges and obviously some devastating transitions of of her family members going on to be with God, she still was able to bring clarity and focus. Can you speak to what you heard and what food for thought came out of that clip for you? So one, I just love me some Michelle. I just do. So I just have to put that out there. Drivers. I love me some Michelle. Um, And this is an offshoot, but she always makes me feel like I'm at home sitting with her, talking to her, like legit, like she's really like, yo, Adrian, 
this is what I went through. So um, I just want to put that out there. She she touches me very uh, personally. Um, but when I was listening to her, is it felt like honestly she was in this one talking to me in my experience. And no, I'm not a graduate, but I feel like I'm a graduate of COVID. I don't know if that is possible. <laughs> but Listen, I, we're all trying to graduate <laughs> from that. Okay. You know, I yes, like- it is possible. You know, we declare it now. We graduate from you, COVID. You know, because to be a graduate, you got to take multiple courses. And I feel like I've taken multiple courses. I I had COVID course Australia, COVID course um, Philippines, COVID course Qatar part one, COVID course Qatar part two, COVID course the DMV. I'm about to have COVID course Michigan, maybe COVID course Kuwait. Plus all these other mini courses that I've audited while <laughs> in these other courses. So, um, <laughs> and just that idea of being ready for change, that change is the only thing that is constant. It just really resonates with me. And I think sometimes it's easy to forget that you fall into like habits. And I feel like as expats, I'm more, much more keenly aware of constant change. Um, one, cause other countries y'all be changing laws, like on the moment, they'll be like, Law announced with immediate effect. Is that even possible? I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> and it, it is possible. The U.S. don't do that. My point is that uh, change is always happening. And I feel like I've been more keenly aware of it. But I really feel like this pandemic has made me really rethink what I consider to be the limits of change. You know what I mean? I feel like I have prepared myself for a certain amount of change. And this has definitely been outside of my realm of preparation. Yeah. And that's okay. Okay. Listen, everything has been outside of my realm of preparation. I I had no idea. I had no idea that I was going to be going through this, but we thank God for the Lord. And listen, this is going to be a fun podcast with clips and stories and interviews, which is exactly what I need to help me along the drive for sure. We talked about what vehicle we're in already. So I'm going to ask you, where are you headed? You're in the vehicle. Where are you headed and why? I'll start with me. Truthfully, I'm headed. So my vehicle tomorrow will be an airplane. Um, So I will be uh, boarding a flight again and heading back home to the great state of Michigan um, with my body body governor, uh, Big Grinch. I don't know if y'all heard about her, but she's she's quite interesting. Um, But like in a more mental space, places I'm headed is really towards more financial independence. I've been spending a lot, a lot of time um, having difficult conversations with people who matter to me to really strengthen those relationships. I feel like you can only strengthen relationships by being able to challenge yourself and challenge the people you care about and to kind of own where you are, when they've hurt you, when they've made you feel good, all of that stuff. And I think I've really been in a place of, I've really been in a place of building up those relationships really trying to um, recenter my spiritual growth. Um, I've been in a great Bible study with from some ladies from Qatar, um, a Bible study called God is Good. And every time I hear God is good, I don't know if this is true for you, Melissa, but I can't hear God is good with uh, out here all the time. You know, like that, that 
that that's just in my head. I don't know. <laughs> I love when uh, I are you yet holding on. I'm yet holding on. Well, keep on keeping on then, baby. That one, yeah. love. See, see, you can do the Southern accent way better than I can because I hear it in the accent, but then my voice, it that, that got Michigan that millennial voice on it, huh? Huh? Millennials. But what about you? Where are you headed and um, why are you headed there? That is a wonderful question. I I just had to take a breath on that, y'all, because woo, she at listen. She's asking some deep questions. I'm so glad that we let y'all know that we definitely don't have all the answers. Okay. <laughs> For me, this is a historical season in time. And for the first time, we are starting a school year during a global pandemic. And many of us will not take a physical drive to and from work to home. Yet and still, many educators benefit from the time and space that have been created through that physical drive. So for me, I want to support those drivers by creating a mental space that requires time, that requires energy to create inspirational moments, educational moments, funny moments, aha moments between work and home. So I think where I'm headed is in this virtual mental space. Although I'm not physically traveling anywhere, I believe that in my mind, I am traveling and growing internally, as well as virtually, like life has truly been virtual. And for those of us that are not millennials, (laughs) hey, fourth level drivers, hey, fifth level drivers, for those of us that didn't grow up with that internet, We really didn't have a choice um, once the COVID-19 came. We had to join in virtually. Before COVID-19, we had space where we could say, "Mm, do I want to have a virtual life? No. And then not have one. Hey, drivers, I see y'all over there coming online, logging in with me. Hey, y'all. But for me, um, we must create a virtual space. And so I think I'm headed into the virtual space. And I want to bring along all of my tribe, all of our drivers, all of our Think Create tribe with us to say that, you know what? Even if you don't physically leave your home because you work from home, we still need to create a space where we can have boundaries between this is where I work and this is where I live. Where we need to create some space is always up to that person for reflection time. I know for me, when I first started with this whole idea of creating virtual space and creating um, physical space, there were no, no boundaries. Like it was all just colliding together. I didn't really have routines in in place. And so now, Adrian, I feel like for me, um, I'm headed in the direction where I'm able to create virtual 
drives and mental drives that are beneficial for me in the same way that a physical drive or an airplane ride would be beneficial for you? So you talked about being in this virtual space and that's where you are. That's where you're headed. What do you need? I know you talk about us millennials being, you know, growing up with technology, but no, part of what makes us so unique is that technology has continuously changed with us. So like, I think that is one way where I was saying earlier, like I kind of thought I was used to change until COVID hit um, because literally like, as chat rooms are coming out, like I was growing with the chat rooms and then, you know, then we graduated from chat rooms to Black Planet and MySpace. And then we graduated to the Facebook, not Facebook. This was before when it was the Facebook and you needed a college email address. You know, I graduated. So it's always felt like technology is changing with me. So I've kind of, I have my moments because I'm a phase one millennial. I'm one of the older millennials um, where I still sometimes like, wait, I'm sorry, that Snapchat, I'm still not that good with. Y'all got 300 filters. TikTok, I don't have. I, I don't care. I don't care that I probably should have it. But the only thing that ticks and talks is my clocks. So um, that's where I am. But what are the things that you need on this virtual journey to help you be successful? Yeah, I think any journey that you go on to help you be successful requires that you pack properly. So you need to have an awareness of what you need. Some people try to pack things and they haven't really sat with themselves and said, oh, well, what do I need to be successful on this journey? And so therefore they bring, whether they're going into a virtual space, whether they're going into a physical space, they bring things that are distractions. So I think that there does need to be a certain level of focus focus and intentionality to sitting with yourself and asking, what do I need? So I think in order to create a great virtual space, in order to create some distance, you do need to have questions, which is one of the amazing things I love about this podcast is that we're committed to asking questions and finding out the answers with our readers, with our listeners, with our drivers, with our students, with our parents, with our sister friends, we're committed to finding out the answers together. I think part of having a wonderful life is asking the right question. So for me, I think having great questions is necessary in order to create space and asking yourself, what do I need? So I think Asking, what do I need is what you need, girl. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Questions, right. questions, answering and more a, questions. Like they used to say to you as a kid, you answering a question with a question. <laughs> Come on, questions. Listen, I'm over here living my Queen Melissa life where you can stand and ask questions. No question is too dumb. <laughs> I knew it. You guys, we are enjoying ourselves. We just got finished listening to Coming to America on the radio station. I got enlightened by my sister friend, and I'm super excited about it. Listen, if you don't know culture, you will know by the time you come away from this podcast. Speaking of creating space, though, Adrian, speaking of creating space, because again, we want to have those boundaries. What type of space have you created living? Come on, somebody living with other people. Because for me, 
I am 44 and I'm loving level four and I have lived several years of my life in an apartment or a house or a hotel alone. Therefore, COVID, honey, said, listen, we're bringing y'all together. How do I embrace that opportunity of being in a limited space with people I love or with coworkers and at sometimes being displaced? So can you tell us a little bit about that, Adrian, since we know that Adrian has left her abroad life to come and join us here in the United States for a little bit. So I feel like, cause you know, I've been living with other people and I've lived with a lot of other people. I've lived with my female friends, my family, male friends, married people, unmarried people, widow people. So each person has been very unique. And I think one way, um, I've created space for myself is I'm a morning person. And so like, one of my friends politely told me, don't be texting so early because I forget it's early because I wake up at like four something in the morning, five something in the morning. So if I'm texting you at five thirty, I've probably been up for 45 minutes and forgot that everybody else is still actually sleep. Um, but that's my space, not necessarily physically, but in time to be alone, to be productive, to gather my thoughts, sometimes to prepare for whoever I know I got to interact with you know, that day, it may be just to be with God. It may be to work out like, but by time nine o'clock hits, I've been up generally for at least four hours. And so I've had a lot of time to kind of get a bunch done. So when people be laughing at me, cause at eight o'clock I'd be grouchy and tired is cause, well, I've been up for some time now. Like, you know, you woke up four hours after me. So pretend it's midnight for you and tell me where you would be. Cause that's where I am. I'm at your midnight. So, <laughs> um, that's for me. I create space by manipulating time and, um, really figuring out, okay, this is when I can be alone because everybody needs alone time. And I'm an extrovert. Even my extrovert self needs time to be with self, with God, without a whole bunch of other people. And so for me, it's manipulating time and not location. Nobody had to open their door to me. And I can go through a list of people who did or those who also offer. So I'm very grateful for that. And since I can't manipulate the space itself, maybe I just changed my time. Oh, I love that. Listen, for all of us that are literally next to somebody and we will not be able to create space in the physical, you can create space in time. This could be your space and time where you are alone and spending time with the Lord and reconnecting. And then that could be their space and time. So there's lots of different places as I've learned from my sister friend, which is why I love coming on here. Listen, I love riding out with you all. There are a lot of opportunities. And I think that's something that we need to hear during this time, that this time is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, I know for me, we have had a wonderful conversation. Is there uh, anything else that we are forgetting, Adrian? Let's look back and think about our journey so we have definitely talked about our vehicles, okay? 
We have talked about transition. We've been talking about creating space. We've talked about why start something new and things that you can do in order to start it successfully. Is there anything else? Let me look. Let me look back in the rear view mirror. For me, this is that rear view mirror moment where we're in the car and you look back and I'm not saying you should be staring in the rear view mirror because, you know, if you stare in the rear view mirror, you're going to hit somebody in front of you. So I'm not saying that, but you should be checking that rear view mirror. Okay. And so for me, this was kind of that moment to check the rear view mirror, look at what's been going on. I think it's an opportunity to share a little bit about me, but to learn and to laugh, challenge myself um, and just do this drive together, because I think doing it alone is really not the same. Can you tell me what you see when you look through the rearview mirror? Thank you for allowing me to take this moment and look back in the rearview mirror. It's a special day for me because months and months and months ago, I initially planned to be with you, drivers and Adrian, in person at Stone Mountain in the United States. However, I never imagined that I would have a wonderful opportunity to be with you virtually on a podcast. What? We have a podcast, y'all. I love drivers. You are joining us today because it's not just us going through these questions, but check out our page and put some answers down there to all of these amazing questions that we have. I know one thing that comes to mind when we're talking about this is the serenity prayer. Is it when I don't have those um, answers, when I don't know what to do, kind of like that prayer has always been really helpful. And so drivers who don't know it, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Come on. And I think that last line is always so powerful for me is the wisdom to know the difference that sometimes we have to accept the change and let it be. Sometimes we got to pull up and fight it and, you know, put that car in park or, you know, turn that steering wheel a real hard left. Come on. Um, and knowing when, when is it, when is it cruise control? When is it, uh, no, neutral, left turn, <laughs> change gear um, type of thing. And that prayer has always been helpful um, in thinking about like, okay, how do I handle this specific change? And this change that's happened in me right now, which is going to affect you, Melissa, differently and me, Adrian, differently and all of our drivers very differently. Um, so, yeah. Well, it looks like we've had a wonderful journey. So uh, even though I hate to say it, I am going to uh, say it's time. Yep. It's time for me to remind you that you have the power. You have the power to control what you hear. So we want to end by helping you help yourself by asking you, do you want to turn up or turn down? Do you want to turn up or turn off the noise coming in your ears? Let's work on it together, ladies and gentlemen. And Adrian is going to help us. So, Adrian, help us help ourselves and help us understand should we turn up <laughs> the noise from this social media situation? Or 
turn off the noise. So here's the clip so you could be able to okay. hear it. It's a song uh, that's been in my spirit. And I just wanted to share with the people because a lot of people are confused about how to maintain their peace and their sanity and their unbotheredness. So as you all will soon find out, this is a clip on Instagram from the Christie show. And she has a wonderful song for us. The question is, are we going to turn it up in our car or turn it off? Let's keep listening. It's a song that always comes to my spirit and I want to share it with you and I hope it blesses you like it has blessed me. Blocking you blesses me. Blocking you blesses me. Your opinion doesn't count, not an inch or a noun. No, it doesn't Why? count. Because blocking you blesses me. I like it already. I like, I it. like it too. I like it too. Let's see what Adrian thinks. Come on, Adrian. Blocking you blesses me. Are we going to turn it up today or are we going to turn it off, Adrian? Come on now. I got to turn that up twice. Blocking you. Oh, we're turning it up. Christy, we just want to thank you for your radio station. We will be turning you up. And so for all those drivers out there that feel like they have to listen to all that negative criticism from crazy people, just know that uh, Adrian has already confirmed that blocking them will bless you. She is in full agreement with the Christy show. Thank you, the Christy show on Instagram for that wonderful, wonderful song. We're turning up. That's right. We are turning up on that song. Adrian said times two. Is that right, Adrian? Yes, times two. Times two. All right, everyone. That is it for the first ever The Drive Podcast with Adrian and Melissa. We hope that you are blessed. And please remember that we are here to create a space for you to join us on this virtual ride, on this physical ride, and on this mental, social, and emotional ride together as we answer life's questions and wait to see what wonderful wonderful growth and progress we will have from our collaborations together. Have an amazing ride. See ya. Wow. What an amazing episode today. (laughs) Wow. 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 It's always incredible to talk to you, Adrian. Like I just love our partnership. I love that we co-created a space that is safe where drivers can talk about motion and moving back and forth to and from work and through these transitions together. I think that this is needed for us right now. And I just wanted to give you one more time, girl, a round of applause, honey. 
us a round of applause. Without you, there will be no me. Because let's be clear, Adrian was like, let's do. And I was like, let me think. <laughs> Adrian is an amazing doer drivers. And so if you want to get something done, Adrian is your co-pilot. Okay. She's your ride out sister friend and she has been that to me Melissa to ask them questions and be like okay dreamy Adrian but what about A B C D and I'm like oh well um one two and three okay I was just doing I was just going and you're like yeah but uh kind of like let's like print the map before we start going um so you really need both and I do appreciate your um wisdom and your guidance and say okay uh let's uh, bring this back in a little bit you know <laughs> let's make a stop on you know at this rest stop and kind of recalibrate ourselves because you know i'm already in the car you like but the luggage ain't even in the back seat <laughs> i'm like oh yeah about that so yeah maybe we do need the turnaround maybe just a little bit okay <laughs> so i it appreciate you definitely well. been fun it has definitely been fun on this road trip together i appreciate you and thank you you so so much for seeing our strengths you know as um, black women we definitely need to encourage each other and continue to see our strengths and all of our other sister friends out there no matter what color no matter what religion no matter what country welcome along for the ride and like adrian said don't forget to check and see what's in your trunk all right well that's gonna be it for me what about you adrian how are you gonna bring us out of here how are you gonna take us home The most I'm going to say is drivers, just keep asking yourself the good question. (laughs) 